Welcome, guys, to another episode of Special Friends Podcast. It's your boy, Woozy, and we're back again. I'm here with Professor B, and I'm here with Arioki. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. You said your name, didn't you? I think so. Did I? <laughs> Probably didn't. But we're back again. Sorry for the beep. <laughs> if you guys could hear the beep. <laughs> but we're back again with another episode. Um... Yeah, we haven't seen each other in a minute. Yeah, feels like at least I haven't seen. I know I haven't seen Ariel in like a month. Feels oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, how you feeling? I feel good now that I've made it here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had breakfast. Yeah. Yes, Woozy cooked a delicious breakfast. Made. Don't let them. Don't let them. Potatoes. Don't let them mm-hmm. fool you, bro. Pancakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, eggs and bacon. Mm-hmm. And some fresh fruit. One of my worst performances when it comes to cooking. <sighs> what? Some potatoes. The potatoes are haunting me still. Like, looking at those potatoes, I'm like, man, that is not I how I like the potatoes. Yeah, personally. the looks were deceiving. They actually were really good. It had the perfect kind of crunch. Yeah. And crisp throughout. Man. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm still thinking. Anyways, but yeah, we had breakfast this morning. It was a vibe. Ariel wanted some bacon, so we made that happen. Mm-hmm. Bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good time. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah. Uh, we always we always enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been. It's um getting towards the end of the semester and I feel like that's all I ever talk about so it's that starting to catch up to me just in terms of it being all that I'm consuming and um I don't know I'm just ready to get back to some of the basics (laughs) she's like I love my career but not that much Uh, 11 classes worth um, it just means I haven't had a, a real quality social life and that's just and yeah there's like a lot of other stuff that results in when you know you're not socializing you, you know so anyway I get it yeah the I isolation know. yeah I'm feeling ready mm-hmm. to just yeah be in hybrid I, I know you were saying earlier Ariel before we started recording you were saying like you're ready to be in hermit mode. And I was like, oh, that's been me all semester. Yeah. But yeah, repercussions to staying in hibernation mode too long. But I have to be here <laughs> a little longer. So. AKA, we about to be outside. <laughs> wait, yes. Yes. Yes, I am. She's like, wait. I'm hoping yeah. for holiday parties. Yeah. That doesn't my vibe. I don't know. I've, are, do people have holiday parties again? Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Like, Especially in school. We have like, sometimes we have like department parties or Uh, colleagues will have, you know, we'll get togethers, end of the semester get togethers. Do you guys, like, do you guys hang out outside of work? Some, certain people, yeah. Not, there, there's like certain people that I'm friends with, but it can be difficult to find really quality friends um, because it's such an isolated type of uh, job. Yeah. As an adjunct in particular, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Long, long, long answer. Long. 
<laughs> no, I only, I only asked because like we were talking about the other day at work because we're like we're all pretty close at work, but none of us hang out outside of work. Mm. Really? Yeah. Why not? We just all, we're just like a, a mosh posh of people. So it's like it's me. Well, me and Richard, so my roommate, we work together. We're the same age. And then the next oldest person is 34, something like that. And then the next oldest person is 40. Mm. Okay. And like they all have like 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 one of the guys he is like a, he has like a horse so he like races his horse all the time. Right now it's horse racing season for him. The other the other guy he's a um, what is he? Oh, he he likes motorcycles so he's like part of like you know every Thursday he goes out to bike night and all that stuff all that type of stuff. And then we actually hired a, new, a young guy. I think he's younger than me and Rich. I think he's like twenty two, and he has a girlfriend. So all he does is hang out with his girlfriend. <laughs> Literally, he took two days off. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, hang out with my girlfriend. I'm like, I love that. Hey. I was like, being young, that's all you really want to do. Forget it. <laughs> so, and even like me and Richard don't even kick it like that. Mm. Richard's more of a card gamer and uh, like, like, you know, the more nerdy side of like stuff. And I'm just more, obviously, I'm doing stuff like this all the time. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> different types of creatives. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just, I don't know, but at the end of the day, we have, like, we, like, mesh so well at work, so I'm, like, I always wonder, like, when I see careers like yours, I'm, like, they hang out, or is y'all just, y'all just in y'all own classroom, and pop out, to my, oh, here they come, and we walk back in my classroom, <laughs> <laughs> we walk back in my classroom, act like I'm great, and <laughs> <laughs> or somebody walks up, be like, I gotta go, I gotta go to the next place, well, my bad. Um... Some, some, like, yeah, some people, some instructors don't get along. Like, it, we definitely are not all friends. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, like any workplace, yeah. we don't all have, like, the same teaching philosophies and approaches. And so there's that in itself creates its own kind of tension, though. But, um, hmm. you know, you, 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 for me, I've met friends at work through, sharing classrooms like if I um share like for example I have a friend named Karen she has the same classrooms we teach the same class but she teaches the class at 11 I teach class at 10 so we share the same um classroom and her office is right across from mine and we happen to have office hours around the same time so Karen and I have become friends this semester and I have another colleague Jeff like that as well so but you know the thing is next semester we probably won't have the same schedule and so even though I have these friends that I make, it's not like the opportunities to spend time together are necessarily consistent every semester. Mm -hmm. You really have to go out of your way to maintain those relationships beyond, you know, the convenient semester that you were able to spend time together. So I don't know. Interesting. It's its own thing. What about you, Ariel? Is it, is it like that for you at work too? Uh, We work from home. So I only get to see, some maybe one or two of my coworkers, maybe once a week maybe every other week in person um I have one particular coworker that I'm closest to because we do everything together we're in the same position we teach our classes together um and so we kind of text throughout our day so I feel a lot more closer to her we know a lot more about each other than the rest of our team and she's been wanting to make friends. So she's like, I feel like she's kind of latched on to me, which I don't mind. She's a great person. Um, we've only had lunch once just as like a hang. Mm-hmm. 
But I think as we progress, that we'll probably start hanging out outside of work more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, other than her, I don't really see myself like hitting them up and be like, hey, y'all, let's go do this or have lunch or anything. Um, and then my previous jobs, I was pretty close with those coworkers, but we only can get together outside of work maybe like once every four months because of different things. Like you said, like we had different interests. A lot of them had families, so they had a lot of energy and time being put into those things. So, yeah. And I still keep up with them. You know, we don't work together anymore. But of course, like we don't see each other. It's just like a text or social media Mm -hmm. type of interaction. Interesting. Yeah, but yep. I could still consider them like good people that I would consider like a healthy network for me. Do y'all support work friends? Like, do y'all believe in like hanging, like being close with people that you work with? I used to not. I used to be super like standoffish at work. I'm like, I'm here to get my paycheck. <laughs> but once the older I get, the more I'm just like, no, like, I need these people to get through this job because a lot of times work is uh, stressful and they're the only ones who will understand you, like, completely because they're in the same position as you. Um, so now I kind of take that as an opportunity to, like, create, like, healthy bonds and, like, sometimes lifelong bonds. I have a previous coworker. I've known her for seven years, and we still keep in contact. Um, we try to hang out. She has kids and a partner, so it's kind of different she's much older than me too she's 50 nice so um but we still check in on each other um uplift each other when we need it um but i think work relationships can also become like chosen family Mm -hmm. depending on your environment and like how intentional you are Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. how about you Mm, there's also i think they say a high percentage of people like meet their partner at work too I would be I wouldn't be surprised if like there's maybe a similar statistic about like best friends or meeting like co- closest friends or family friends like you said yeah through work um I agree I think that it's a great place to find friends to be intentional about creating friends but it is trickier because um of the landscape I mean depending on what job you're working there's competition that is potentially part of the uh environment Mm -hmm. and you know I don't know I've had people where I thought that they we were friends like like family friends I thought we were sisters (laughs) and it just the behavior that I found wasn't sisterly in the long run Mm -hmm. and especially as I started to pay closer attention after you know this I've already shared the story on here before about what I've experienced recently but you know, I, I, I believe in friends at work. I just, from that, took from it that you can't be friends with everybody. And also, you have to be careful with friends at work because it's very easy for you to be taken advantage of. Um, and, uh, you know, in a silent competition, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah. as a result of it. Interesting. I have three positive examples. Okay, I'm sorry. That was so nice. Oh, no, no. You were being very realistic and, like, you should factor in those things and be conscious of those things, definitely. One is my cousin and his wife. Um, They made a lot of friends when they worked 
at a chain restaurant. I'm not going to say the chain restaurant. Mm. Um, they quit that place, opened up their own two restaurants, and hired people that they worked with. And they've been working for them for like 10 years. Another example is my cousin. She made all her friends do work. And now they're all like her kids, godparents, and like godfather, godmothers. And they're all still a family. And then the other example is my previous manager. Um, I used to work at like summer camps and stuff. She became friends with like, you know, when you're working summer camps, like <laughs> you make friends there, especially if you're coming back every summer. Um, so she got a few promotions. So now she's a director and now she hires all her friends to work under her every summer. And they're still friends outside of work too, like best of friends and stuff. I still see them like always together on social media. I'm like, dang, they're like genuinely friends. Wow. So those are like healthy, positive examples that I've seen come from like work relationships. Good for them. Interesting. I don't know. I was, I just like, I don't know why. I just thought about it when we're, you know, as you're just talking, just because I don't know. I, I guess I've seen 50 50. It, it really does depend on the, I guess it does depend on the career. I feel like more project oriented companies, you probably have like a better rapport with each other because you guys kind of need each other. And you guys, it's like depend, the team is kind of dependent on that cohesion. But even like I remember like a lot of like restaurants, a lot of like grocery stores, a lot of like places like that where it's kind of like you versus everybody else. I feel like there's a lot of camaraderie because like they're all we're all going through it together if it's if it's busy at the at the restaurant like we're all getting beat up (laughs) you know like you know if you know if you're at the grocery store and it's slammed like all the cashiers are getting Mm -hmm. are getting it and that's not like i don't don't know they got some like you know almost like in a company like Example, like if you're having a rough semester, there might be someone who's like, la di da di da. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> semester, best semester of their life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I just, I just do this for fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I can, I can definitely see that. I always, I always, it's funny. Like when she was talking about how, oh wow, they're genuinely friends. Like, there was a story. I don't know if you guys saw it recently. It was a basketball player. His coach, his coach. He's like his high school coach. He invited him to the to come watch his games, but. He, the coach was talking and said, yeah, when my wife died, when my wife was sick in the hospital, the basketball player would always come and visit his wife in the hospital. And when she died, he actually moved in his coach to live with him. He's like, yeah, you shouldn't like come to New York, live with me. Like, you know, I know it's been a tough situation. Come stay as long as you want, like lives with them. And it makes me think I was thinking about the same thing that she was basically saying, like, dang, like they really they really locked in. But I'm like, thinking myself, like, why do I think that way? Like, I mean, like. Why wouldn't it not be a genuine relationship? Yeah. yeah. But I guess, like you said earlier, like, I didn't believe that at all either. Like, believe in having work friends because I'm like, y'all going to snitch on me. (laughs) I don't rock with none of y'all. Yeah, trust none of (laughs) y'all. Yeah, like, if I take the day off, I don't want to say, like, I did something on the day off. Like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm like, no, I ain't going to have no friends. But as I had that mentality when I worked at Save Mart, I like the the department I worked in. I'm locked in with everybody. Like I got all their numbers. We hang out. Like obviously we've tapered off now just because I live here. But when I lived there, I used to have a little like I'll cook dinner and invite everybody over and we'll have a good time and chill, play games and stuff like that. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I I've made cool. a lot of wonderful friends at work too. So mm-hmm. I I'm with you on the fifty fifty. I just think 
I've I've come across a lot of people in recent years too who are very adamant about not making friends at work. Oh yeah. And keeping, you know, their lives personal and private to themselves. So stay over there, homie. Everywhere's everybody's somewhere on the spectrum, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just kinda wanted to like I guess like why why is it that we don't take those relationships serious? Even though we spend most of our days with these people. You know, like I've I s I've been working at my job for two years now and I've seen the same two people you know, I've seen the same people Every day, if if not every day, at least once a week for 52 weeks, you know, like, yeah, like, why, why, why do I feel like outside of work? Like, nah, he ain't, he ain't, that ain't really my homie. Because <laughs> half of the, I don't know, for me, half the time, it's like my family and friends aren't even really getting an, enough access to me. So. For me, it's just like adding more expectation to that is something that I don't want to commit to and then just disappoint a potential new friend with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe you, that's not deep. You know? Do you feel like. Because I think I'm thinking about our first topic about like being useful to friends. Mm-hmm. Do you feel. Like the opposite end of that is, do you feel like. Cause I'm thinking about like, kind of like, um, come on. I think of friends. Uh, I was watching a video of Lecrae, the rapper. He was talking about real friends. Like you kind of don't agree on everything. Yeah. Like it's the different perspectives that make someone your friend. Cause you, that's how, that's who you can go to and really like have a genuine conversation and get a genuine perspective from. And I was thinking about like, when you're talking about like the, the lady saying useful, I'm also thinking about like sometimes, especially like work friends, at least I can speak for myself. I used to give my work friends a lot of passes that I wouldn't give my real friends passes on. Mm. That makes sense. Like, remember we we're talking about like flaking. If my work friends flake, it's like, oh, you know, probably had to work or, you know, I know they're working all week. Mm-hmm. It's not whatever. Versus my actual friend, like, man, <laughs> I know you got a job, stuff like that, but it's like, oh, bro, you keep flaking on me. <laughs> I was wondering like, I don't know. Do we, even though like they're not, is it because we don't label them as junior friends? We give we give like kind of like work friends passes. Like do they do they get to get away with more? Mm, what do you think, Ariel? I never. I don't think I ever experienced that. No, yeah. no. You never dealt with like like I'm talking about like like microaggressions or they move in a certain way. You're like. But it's like it's like it's like okay no, no, uh, nah, maybe I'm crazy. I never so when I started actually making friends at work, uh-huh. I was blessed enough to like have really good experiences with them. Mm-hmm. So we never really had a like any incidents where there was like microaggressions or like someone really stepping out of line mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, we all just kept a very harmonious, like, relationship. Um, like, in my previous job, I think that was, like, my favorite group of work friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were all on the same page about what our program outcomes were. And we were all super passionate about what we were doing. And so it was easy for us to advocate for each other, stand on um, business, is how people say it now, for each other. Stand on business. <laughs> when, um, like, things come up, like, we would never throw anyone under the bus. Like, we stood solid together. 
Um, and I think that made us stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that's why I still like outside of work, I trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all just got along, like our personalities blended well. Uh, we really got connected to the point that we understood each other's strengths and weaknesses and understood like, okay, this is my strength. This is your weakness. So I'm going to step up in this area. And so I think that's partially why they were my favorite mm. group to work with. Cause we knew each other professionally, like what our strengths and weaknesses are. And then personality wise, we're just like awesome together. Like, I don't know. We just blended really well. Interesting. So, but I never faced anyone like, getting being in a higher position and like treating me differently or like m- trying to micro micromanage me or like come with like the microaggressions or anything like that so i don't know maybe i just got lucky with the folks but it, there are people in my workspace or my company where i'm like they're but they're not they were my friends for a reason like i can see how they move and like do you avoid those people yeah. Okay. I I literally, especially my previous job, because it was so so it was so political at that job, mm. and so there was very distinct people. I'm like, I did what you want to have to, and outside of that, that's it. Is what it is. Um, because there's a lot of people who are like, like you said, snitching or they were trying to move up, so they were just doing anything to like mm. get and step on someone's head. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I don't know. That's that's. I just. I don't know why that that thought came to mind. I think it's just like with work friends. There's more on the line. It's like a higher, um, yeah. What uh, higher impact? Yeah. Or higher high risk, risk? High risk. Higher risk. Um, yeah. because there's more on the line. Whereas, like with a friend that you don't work with, you know, you don't have to worry about if it falls out. If, if yeah, you know what I mean. Um, your job. Your you don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. So there's just a little bit less pressure to have to like each other or have to get along or have to accept each other. Um, it's really much more a choice at work than it is. But I, I, I also think like a friend is a friend, you know, so I don't think I just think that it's just there's more at risk when you when you have a good friend at work. That's all. But yeah, interesting. because you know. you're like playing with your income, your career. Your reputation in the professional industry. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're lucky because you've had people that want to work together, that, you know, want to do good works together. Mm. And it's just in all. And I've had a lot of great. I still have some great friends that I started off as coworkers with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's those people that make work friends work. But. Uh, weird. <laughs> work <laughs> friends work. I know, right? It, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave the topic alone. I, yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. I was, I was just kind of, I don't know. I was, it was just something that really, as we we're talking, I don't know, just struck a chord with me. Like, it's funny how we have, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like school. We have like friends that you were cool with at school, but as soon as we graduate, like that was it. Mm-hmm. Like there was no other reason that there was no other thing that drew me to you being yeah. my friend. Like, it was like a almost like a vicinity friendship. Like we're in we're in the same class yeah. together, so we're cool. But when it's run it's like you know you get your lunch i'm not hanging out with you yeah yeah and i'm like i wonder maybe i maybe i should be i'm thinking too hard about like wondering why but i'm just like i wonder what why there's never a next step because sometimes i've been the same way where like i've met a lot of cool people when i used to work at say mart going to store to store and stuff like that but nothing drew me to make that step like hey let me get your number we should go hang out 
and do you think that plays into the usefulness like they're a useful friend because it was out of convenience and proximity i would say so yeah because like yeah, it was cool when we was all like ah. but it's like you know I, I feel like it goes to and we can bring in like like you said when it comes to being useful like or we should just, maybe we should we should just like really like explain what what we we mean by that like yeah if you if you can can you like explain what the I feel like Ali explains it well. <laughs> <laughs> I was li- I was listening to the video before we started recording again for a refresher, but Ariel shared a video with us about this young woman who we think is an as an influencer. She was talking about um um not wanting to be a, a useful friend like how she was coming across people that would say oh, you just you are so helpful I've grown so much since knowing you and I really I would really like to be friends and she was saying that that's like not at all the type of friend she's looking for she just wants to be in friendships where um there's just an appreciation for that person's being it doesn't have to do with with the labor that you offer and do um, and exchange with one another, um, but just being able to share space and appreciate each other's personhood um, at minimum, you know, not at minimum, but uh, most importantly. Mm. So I think that's like the best cliff notes I have. Yeah, for that was recap. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're posing the question, like you know, how do you basically how do you feel about how do you feel about that that concept of like being like a useful friend because i don't know I, I think about when i think about the word especially like you know ariel was shared before about like the word like community i feel like the 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 point of community is to lean on each other so like there has to be it doesn't have to be but it's it's the best when there's use there where you can like mm. you know i think Strange. we talked about yeah like we talked about a couple episodes ago like there's one business that can do this. So we'll give, I'll give you tortillas if, you know, if you sew up our aprons or whatever, you know, like they might not be the closest of friends, but that is, you know, that's, that's a worthy relationship nonetheless, because you know, we're helping out each other. I guess for her, I can definitely, I can respect it. That's what she wants. She's like, no, nah, I don't want nobody who's going to use me. And I can respect that. Probably want more people on her level that have like something. Cause I can, I can relate to the idea of like having something, um, you almost have something worth losing. The other person kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it kind of gives it, like I said, gives the relationship a imbalance. Yeah. An imbalance in that way. But at the same time, I'm, I don't know. I, I think, I guess I would have to gauge it on the, on the person. Like, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like all relationships have some type of transaction to it or exchange. So I think it's unrealistic to be like, all my relationships just going to be, you you just need me for my, for my presence cuz it's like but your presence is also an energy that you're you're putting out so i don't know i get what she was saying cuz she did start to talk about like just not being used or like taken advantage of mm-hmm. so i got that concept and that aspect that she was going towards towards the end of the video but the absolute that she presented in the in the, in the beginning of the video i'm just like that doesn't sound realistic. Yeah. Like we typically do make friends because we're in need of something. We have a void and not necessarily like, oh, I want them to teach me how to do life, 
it's more so like oh like <laughs> like yeah that's racist <laughs> it's more yeah, like what i need you to feel like oh i i want friends that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay it's like oh i want to be more um connected to my spirituality so maybe you surround yourself with people who have a strong faith and like you you kind of like because it's even in the school like you were saying in high school like for me um, personally when I start taking like AP classes it motivated me to do better because like all my friends were now AP students and they were like studying and I'm like oh like it's this what we do we hang out okay I guess I'm studying and I end up with better grades and it kind of takes me back to like the conversations online where like surround yourself with people who are already at the point you're at. So that's one side of it. I mean, at the point you want to be. Mm. So that's one side of it. But it's also just like it should be a balance. You shouldn't only seek your friends out to be like a millionaire. Like, yeah. oh, they have to be all millionaires because that's what I want to be. It's more so like, oh, I want to be more fit. So I'm going to go to a gym and maybe make friends there and maybe I'll be motivated to be more fit or like change my lifestyle habits or whatever. So I feel like that's just normal to do mm-hmm. when you feel like you need that type of community. But you also have to think about what you're offering. Mm-hmm. If it's your presence, like we talked about, like being your authentic self and showing up as you are, that's still worth something, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like every relationship is going to be a give and take. It's not going to be just like a no exchange or no transaction. Yeah, she she. I agree. And but she was she was saying something along the lines of uh, sorry, I'm blanking, but it's right there, too. Um, Did she give any disclaimers? Like she didn't like. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this. She did say she did give some disclaimers. Oh, you you almost had I almost had it because uh, that was a jogger. Um, useful. Uh, <clears throat> how you make somebody feel? She's talking about usefulness being ha- about you know, like being friends because you make somebody feel better. And that being the root of the usefulness. And I do think that there's a lot to be said there because if you, she was saying, like if you have a friend that isn't, is always calling you when they're down, but they never call you when they're up, it's like, mm-hmm. then you're using me. And that's not a real friendship because real friends are naturally there for it all. You know, I'm not just here to serve the purpose of helping you to feel better when you're down. And then when you're winning, I'm nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like I'm not invited to the, celebration when I was picking you up when you were stumbling or like, you know, holding, I was, I was holding out an arm when you were stumbling, I should say. Right. You know? So, yeah. Um, I do, I do appreciate that sentiment and, um, I don't know. It's, I think if you're talking about usefulness in that way, I get what she's saying. If you're talking about a useful friend, you're talking about somebody who's like, man, I'm always depressed. But when this person comes around, like they know how to bring me up. So I want to be friends with you so that when I'm down, I can like yeah. hang out with you and mm-hmm. and you'll bring me up. If you're talking about that, then yeah, no, nah, I can't get I can't get with that either. Yeah. And I, I can get that aspect. And I mean, I can't say I've been there too often, but I have I've definitely 
I think I've told the story before. I don't know if I told it on the pod, but uh, when I, uh, maybe two years ago, I think Super Bowl Sunday, me and my friends all went to, we went to, we got all fancy, went to some fancy restaurant, got faded. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, we like went to Starbucks and we're out, like I said, we're all faded, trying to sober up at Starbucks, just standing outside. Some people are getting coffee, some people aren't. And we're just chatting it up. I remember this guy, this guy was like looking through the window you know, like, I didn't pay no mind. And then he like comes outside. He goes, WZ. Cause I have like the little, my little sweater on my little sweater on has a WZ on it. WZ, WZ. And I'm just like, <laughs> he's like, Oh, don't be like that, man. WZ. I, I saw you from the window and like, you had all this like good energy. So I wanted to come and like, you know, get some of that energy. And I'm like, I don't know you. Yeah. And I felt bad. Like after he left, I felt bad about it. I'm like, oh, like I, I kind of was standoffish to that person. But at the same time, I'm like, that's like a weird way to approach somebody. Like, it's not like you heard me say something interesting. You want to be part of conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not like you had something to say. It's not like, you know, like you didn't, you had nothing to add. You just wanted, that's all you did. You just can't cause you just wanted something. And that's such a weird way to, to intro a relationship. Yeah. To initiate that. <laughs> He probably really did see, you know, your energy and, you know, was attracted to that. But it is an odd way to approach. You didn't think he matched your energy, that vibe? No. Shout out to Zeke, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely didn't match it because, like, he just, like, we're all talking. And he just came and, like, cut through the whole group to talk to me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, and I had shades on. I felt bad. I put my shades on. I said, I don't know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, felt, I still feel bad about it. But I, I think... I think that kind of like what the lady said in the video and a, a guy talked about this recently. I was watching videos about networking. He said, people will reach out. This is how people will reach out to network. I want to do this thing. I see what you do. I want you to help me do this thing. Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I take time away from my friends that I'm hanging out with right now to give you energy? And I don't even like, I have no context. You know, like, yeah, it was dope that you said, you know, look like we're having a good time out here. But like at the same time, I'm like, bro, I don't know you. It's not like you said, hey, my name is Zeke. You know, I, I'm new to the town. You know, I don't really have people like that. I'm looking for new friends. I could have respected that more. But just, no, I'm just like in a bad place and I want some positive energy. Like, get away from me then. I'm, I'm on a good vibe. Yeah. You know, like, ugh. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if she's talking about that, where it's like people are... um trying to have a friendship from a deficit mm. well or just that like you know people aren't always going to be able to provide that mm-hmm. people like you're saying yeah 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 like they're they don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to reciprocate it mm-hmm. yeah or just like we are, we go through different seasons so there's going to be times where maybe yes i can provide you feeling good but sometimes i'm not going to feel good mm-hmm. and you know that's where it comes back to what she said about being able to just appreciate a person's personhood because yeah. Yeah. if you can still love and appreciate a person even when they're really at their most unsavory, you know, that's a real relationship. Like that's a real friendship or yeah. insert whatever type of relationship it is. But if you, you know, get the ick and then <laughs> it's it's a wrap based off of, you know, just the person not being able to maintain that level of 
raw for you in your life, then, you know. Yeah, she made she made some good points. Um, She made I think the video what she messed up at, because if you look at the comments, people are just like, what do you mean? Um, But I think she put too much in the video because she made she presented three different concepts, basically. Yeah. And I think that's what deterred a lot of people from what too much. Yeah, I think she should have just made three separate videos and gave her con- context be- behind each statement she was making. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I, I I mean, I think we covered all three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like, yeah, I agree with this. But this part yeah. or, you know, because she talked about three different things. I, I will say that if you're in like a, I don't feel like if you're like example, I've made some dope friends when I was depressed. I met I met a lot of good people. I met a lot of good people, in a, and when I was in a low place, mm-hmm. and I don't think because you're in a low space that you're like incapable of friendship, or you you know, oh, I don't want. Oh, he got he got a cloud over him. I'm, I don't feel like that's even right to judge somebody that way. Um, mm. I would I would say like people be careful when they when you're kind of in that state because you do come off like <laughs> like people like. Like I think the I think the beautiful thing about friendship is that at first it's not like a necessity, right? Like we're friends because we genuinely like being around each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the beautiful. I mean, over time it becomes like I can't see my life without this person. <laughs> but at first it's literally like, you know, like oh, I just like yeah, like I don't have nothing to do. I want to hang out with this person, and I feel like when it comes to like building new friendships, I feel like that's important to like. I don't know, like how, like I don't know how to intro it, but like that should be the vibe going into it. Like I want to be around good people. I want to enjoy myself. And I feel like sometimes if you're not in that space, maybe it's not a space, a time for you to be like trying to like, I don't know, make new friends. I feel like when I, cause like when I was at my darkest, darkest, like when I had to go to therapy, I wasn't out trying to hang out. <laughs> like I was, you know, I was more inside trying to figure out what's wrong. Like what's going on with me and not saying that everybody is going to do it that way. But I realized like, okay, if I go out, you ever had that that person where you you keep saying positive stuff and that person like oh I keep saying they keep saying something negative mm. it's like why'd you show up <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like you said oh it's raining outside I hate rain <laughs> oh but like it's dope because like the grass has been dry and then that grass man but grass feels terrible on my feet I hate wet grass like I was like okay bro what, what do you want <laughs> like what do you want me to say at that point you know like no one wants to be around that person I feel like if you're in that space. I think you have to be like self-reflective and realize like, okay, I shouldn't be around people. <laughs> I feel like I'm low-key in that space right now. Not like severely, but like just going out last night, I knew I was around good people who love me, support me, good vibes. And I feel like sometimes I do feel, uh, bring that kind of negativity. They're like, how's your week? I'm like, it's been rough. Like, <laughs> And they're just like, oh, yeah. like, And I'm just like, well, I'm happy I'm here. You know, like, I'm happy I made it to this point. So I try to, like, sandwich it with, like, a more positive Mm -hmm. wrap-up because I can see it kind of shifting the energy. I'm like, oh. Like, everyone's on a positive, and I'm just like, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. But at the same time, thankfully, I'm in that space of people who's understanding, and they're just like, girl, we get it. Like, you know, life happens. But I just couldn't understand how um, I can understand how like if I, you know, was in a group of people who weren't so like positive and healthy in their like faith and hope and stuff. 
how they can be like she's 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 here we're gonna avoid her like you know like she's probably going through something again (laughs) or even like like i said that was the first time you met them and you came you're like i'm having a terrible week (laughs) (laughs) you're like okay i don't know you what do you want me to do about it (laughs) right but sometimes people connect on that too yeah. they'd be like i had a rough week too let's go drink <laughs> i can relate <laughs> i can relate to that that's funny some people have the capacity for it you know and not all people have the capacity to support people through those times and that's where i think that sometimes friendships can fall apart so because i i know like with my old roommate i was deeply depressed when we were living together and difficult to live with but um and she i remember her telling me you used to be so much fun <laughs> and i was just like that's a fight oh fuck damn <laughs> fighting words <laughs> what you mean by that yeah <laughs> uh, and i have not forgotten that but you know for me it's also uh, um probably need, needing to dig a little bit deeper into why i haven't allowed myself to have fun like that in a while and like i said some people have the skills to help you move through that in your life and some people don't have the skills or interest and that's where you start to negotiate how deep the the relationship is yeah that's true i I will say too like to like to shift the conversation forward i think when you for the people who have friends who are in spaces like that and you guys already are friends Mm -hmm. i feel like as a friend like again, depending on how severe the friendship is, I feel like there's almost a duty to pull that person out. Mm. You know, like, like you said, the bacon. Yeah. For me, I'm like, well, let's make you some bacon then. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just that simple, right? Like, mm-hmm. so they'd be like, like, oh, for sure. And got the phone, like, man, she was tripping about some bacon. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, I'm not inviting her over ever for no bacon. <laughs> like, but some people are like that, right? Like, you know, I've had, I got, I've, I think that's the thing that I like. I've when I've been down, I've had friends literally be like, "No, nah, we going out." Like, nah, man, I'm cool, bro. I'm trying to stay in the house, bro. Nah, bro, I'm, we going out. I'm about to pull. I'm pulling out. I know you live. I'm on my way. And I'm like, all right, I guess we going out. And then I go. I'm like, man, that was a great idea. <laughs> you know, I'm glad we did that. You know, yeah. like I feel like it, I feel like I don't know if this is true, but it feels this way that. Sometimes I feel like nowadays friendships aren't as deep as that as that anymore. Yeah, I feel like when somebody's like down, like we gonna avoid them today, back up. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes people self sabotage. Like example, like like I'm I'm that way. I'm just not gonna come around till I'm in a better place. And uh, I can't remember. I think Simon Sinek mm-hmm. talked about it, where he was like, "You take away that's like a that's like a um, a relationship building moment." You don't let somebody sit in the mud with you. It's like, no, don't come here and sit in the mud with me. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. Leave me alone, please. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's that's the point of friendship. Like, no, nah, I'm gonna come sit in the mud with you. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. We can both you know, ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm out here a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have more friends like that. Like they wouldn't be like, force me to go out. They'd be more like, I'll come sit with you. Yeah. And we can just coexist together. Or they let me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Coexisting together. Shout out to crying. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that with no friends. You could you could cry with us. Yeah. Ew. I'm like, y'all gotta get out. <laughs> go, go. 
Leave. Turn the lights off. I'm going to the closet. Uh, we'll sit. We'll sit on the closet door with our our backs and wait till you're done. Give We're you here. Come out. <laughs> We're here. That's funny, but yeah, I I think that's an interesting conversation. I want to know what do you guys think? You know, people listening, like, you know, I want y'all to comment on that. Like, do you guys feel like? How do you guys feel about the concept of useful friends? Do you feel like that's where we're leaning as a society? Do you feel like we're, you know, you can you not relate? I don't know. I want to see what your guys' thoughts on that because that's a pretty interesting topic. I've never thought of my friends in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I That's true. I, I just enjoy my friends' company. <laughs> so unless it's like, um, I guess there are times where, if like I'm finding a friend in an unhealthy place that they can't, they're not helping themselves. Mm. Like they're, they're willingly not helping themselves and we've exhausted all of the conversations and support that I can offer. That makes sense though. But yeah. Yeah. So. Cause like, man, I told you to take a shower, bro. It's been two weeks. <laughs> you don't want to take a shower. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, I said, what's going on? You don't want to go outside. You ain't be eating. What you want me to do now? It's like I gotta just go. <laughs> I gotta let you let you be self destructive. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, you have to figure out if the fr- if it's really a friendship. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> Not letting me in. <laughs> that makes sense. Interesting. Well, on a completely random segue, we Ariel brought up a good topic. <laughs> Ariel brought up a good topic about like how we as millennials think about money. I guess was it Z millennials or was it Gen Z? It was ages ninth from nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Millennials, millennials? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Millennials said some wild stuff. They said that they feel like to thrive in twenty twenty three, they need was it five hundred and twenty five thousand five hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year, <laughs> half a million and a quarter. It was a quarter twenty five twenty five. Yeah. Wait, that was one quarter? 25. No, that's for a year. Oh, in a year. Oh, I got nervous. <laughs> I think you said... Girl math. Because <laughs> like, when, I, when I did the math, that's what, $43,000 a month? I think so. I don't know. I didn't do that math. Yeah, I, think, I did my own math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was her math. math. I know, right? I think it was like $43,000 a month, which is like basically what you make in a year. You need to make that a month to exist. Yeah. Mm. So I make a year. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I mean, to play with the thought how dope that would be would be amazing. Yeah. But do I need that to thrive? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But you guys definitely have different opinions about it. No. I'm conservative, y'all. <laughs> I don't think we have. I don't think we have much different yeah. perspectives. <laughs> Did you do the math? Did, wait, wait. Let me talk about. Did we do the? Did y'all do the math about how much? I know you did the math already. Yeah. About how much you would need to thrive. No. <laughs> <laughs> My own personal math. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was your number, Ariel? I remember you said you did the math. So the minimum would be one hundred twenty k a year. One hundred twenty k. Okay. Um. Um. What's yours, Woozy? Mine. Sixty. Sixty k. To thrive. To thrive. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with like a hundred k. I feel like that would be a good. If I'm if I'm I'm not doing I didn't do the full math like Ariel. Yeah. But off top of my head and just like kind of where I'm at right now, I feel right now I'm close to. Mm, I'm not close enough. Not close enough. But let's have that one calculatrice. Yeah, let me let, let's calculate that. What is that actually? I think I think a hundred thousand dollars a year is like is like what is like eight thousand dollars a month. No. Well, one twenty is ten thousand dollars a month. So is yeah, it, it's eight, 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 something like that consistently. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. That four thousand dollars every eight two weeks. ten a month would be would be perfect. Yeah, that sounds. Let me see. Let me do my math. There's no calculator on here. That's crazy. What's the point of iPad? <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't think it is uh, to the point of the question. I don't think it's about how much that's being made. I do think it's about how it's the lifestyle and how it's being managed and. That's why I feel like, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with this figure, but I do feel like millennials have had a more difficult financial upbringing. Oh, I mean, you we, know, we grew up during what two down economic downturns. Yeah, I, I don't know about two, but definitely because well, oh eight two thousand eight recession, and then right now. <laughs> Well, there wasn't there one in like the 20, 20 teens, like twenty thirteen, or oh, yeah, twenty twelve, and then there was the COVID one as well. Yeah, well, not to mention people make money in COVID. In twenty thirteen, yeah, in twenty thirteen, that was one of the largest um, graduating years mm. in a long time, and there weren't enough jobs in the market for as many college grads that there were, so. You know, I can ima- I can understand why millennial math is high because I feel there's debts that many millennials are are configuring into that figure. Why are you laughing so hard? That was his- <laughs> That's why they math is off. Yeah, that's why our our off? math. <laughs> I'm a millennial. Yeah, I'm not outside of that. But technically, I'm a Z millennial, so they won't let me be millennial no more. They took it away from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were like, 97. They're like, mm, if you're 97, you're technically grew up with the internet. See, Lenny It's kind of late, yeah. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> but only, no. Because I, I, while I feel that $525,000 a year consistently is crazy to me to thrive. For the rest of your life. But like one good lump sum one year, I feel like a lot. I feel like if you gave a money with that one time and then they go back to their regular career, oh, they'll probably be thriving. I mean, if they did right by the money. Right. I feel like they'd be thriving. You know, if you buy a house, you don't got all you gotta do is, you know, pay for your t- utilities and food. I feel like you would thrive after that. I feel like I feel like that's the biggest thing that money will struggle with is, like, basic needs. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, I guess housing is basic needs, but like the ever rising, like how that keeps on rising. Yeah, especially but our like incomes are not rising. Yeah, not 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 incongruently. Like, you yeah. know, like literally when I was in Fresno, it was eight. It was like. I paid my rent was like eight twenty five or something crazy, and like now for like the cheapest one bedroom it's like twelve. Like they're getting closer. To, I think it's like eleven or something like that. Like nine hundred, eleven. And I was like, yeah, eleven hundred dollars. And I was like, eleven hundred dollars for what? It's Fresno. <laughs> there ain't nothing going on. Like Lily, to I had to work at Amazon, and then a second job to afford that. Mm-hmm. And like, how is that? I get where it's like well, that's not fair. I don't think that's fair. I mean, and that's why I think it's crazy. 
if you, you know, I'm saying, if you, if, granted, it's a magical problem. You know, you're talking about dreaming. We want to dream. If everybody had, a, everybody could live somewhere for free, I feel like everybody's life would be like, like their life would just like skyrocket. Well, do you think so? Because basically part of, I think part of what that um, study that, earn your leisure was um quoting i believe the the it, they were measuring how many people believe money can buy happiness mm-hmm. and so millennials happen to happen to be the generation with the highest percentage that said yes we have actually had happened to be 60 percent. i feel like it can for people in certain circumstances because if you're unhoused unemployed Maybe you don't have any support system like that's money's going to bring you happiness because you yeah, because you're going to be able to hopefully sustain yourself once you get that money. Like you have your basic needs met Mm -hmm. to just like live life. You have clothing, a home, food, an income. But for people who's like middle class, how much money is really going to bring you that much happiness like. And it, then there's millionaires and all these people who aren't happy, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think for like the basic needs and the people who's just like they're barely getting by, I think that that would bring them happiness. Yeah, and that's what I, f- I feel it. I I think I think that the root of that also. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. I, I was saying. I was. I was really just thinking about like I feel it. <laughs> What? She was like, "Are you thinking the process? You about to say something?" I'm, no, I was just, I was saying I feel like I feel what you're saying. Like I'm not. I don't think anybody. Like like go ahead. I'm not. No. I don't have that thought. I don't have a thought. Like, I have a thought forming, but I don't have it. Fully words yet. Yeah, because I'm just like, hmm. I feel like I don't know. I'm not saying that you should be happy once you have the basic needs, but once you have the basic needs. I guess the question, I guess they talk about it, like, the question after that is, what are you looking for, right? Like, what, family, you know, things like that. But I feel like people, when you have a number that high, it's like, bro, you're not buying. It's like, what are you buying with that mm-hmm. every every year? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's like the, with money comes the freedom to do whatever you want. And I think that's ultimately what leads to happiness is having the ability to do whatever it is that you want, go wherever you want. And oftentimes the one thing that helps us to access these things are money. Yeah. Um, so, and also I would say money helps to alleviate a lot of problem. I, I mean, I don't know what's the number one contributing factor to American stress or global stress, but I would imagine money would be up there in top three. Mm-hmm. And so if people just had 525K every year to just eliminate all of the financial stress that con- currently probably contributes to, I don't know, 50 plus percent of their health issues, they'd be healthier, happier, freer. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, well like (laughs) yeah you know i don't yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I I I agree with you, Allie. Yeah. I don't I hate to be that way. Like I don't I don't I'm not saying that like you need money to to have to do all of those things either. Mm-hmm. Um but I just think like in this society that we're living in, yeah. That's what's That's what that's how we have to navigate. Yeah. To, Access some of those things. I mean, there are people that are no, homeless I'm, by choice too, because they don't want they don't want to deal with money or bills yeah. or jobs. Some or, happiest people, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but I'm, they have community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they definitely have that. I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, like I said, I don't think the sentiment behind it is wrong. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just like I think what you said is is what I was thinking about was like what people really want and what they think five hundred thousand dollars a month is gonna give them is freedom. Mm-hmm. And when I think about freedom, I feel like you can get that with way less than five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, a, a year, you know. But with that. huh? And, and children. And with that, well, that's, a, that's the thing. That's that's my thing. That's my thing too. Now, like again. Because millennials so, aren't college students anymore. You know? I, I would say, I don't know, like, how many of them have a family, like, with children, grandchildren, yeah. stuff like that. Because I, I will say that debt is truly what has people like bogged down. Yeah, you know, like I, because I, as someone who has recently gotten into debt, this is the first time I've ever felt like, damn, <laughs> I can't do nothing. Like, you can't do nothing with good conscience, like. Before, when I had like no debt, and like if I spend like two thousand dollars, it's like I ain't tripping. But now it's like if I spend two thousand dollars, and I'm looking at the debt that I'm also, I'm also supposed to be paying, like it's almost like you kind of like scared to show like, like, like yeah, I know I'm forty five thousand dollars in debt, but I bought a new car. <laughs> it's like and you like you you want to show somebody, but you don't want them to say nothing. So you like. Look at my new car and then drive off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, that's what I'm saying. Like when I when I think about like, that's why I said I think freedom is the true what people are seeking, and that's why I say I feel like home is probably like the biggest one. It's the biggest amount of debt you can put yourself in ever, probably. And I feel like it's and it's also I think it's proven that's like the biggest chunk of your money goes to is your living. So I'm like, if if our living was all paid for, which I don't know how that would work, but if that was the case, I wonder if people would be happier. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I was happy when I was at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying when I lived in my little room, I didn't care about having a big old living room, nothing like that. I didn't have to pay no rent. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if I want to go take my trip. I can go if I wanted to do X, Y, Z, I could do that. And now that I'm paying like all my bills, except for the phone bill, shout out to mom. (laughs) (laughs) Like now it's kind of like it is a little bit more like real, but I I feel like I've only feel that way because I got myself in a lot of debt. (laughs) Like if I didn't have and even though my debt's not like. Even I would say even though my debt's not a lot. It's a lot to me, yeah. but on average, it's not a lot. It's, it's, I can, I literally feel like I'll look at my bank account, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have X amount of dollars in my bank account, but I also have like this amount of debt. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. 
do I really got money in the bank? <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people. So when I hear that number, I'm like, I wonder how much of that will go towards debt. Yeah. Or kids. Yeah, definitely kids. I mean, if you, I know. Are, are millennials having kids? I know they're having kids, but they're having a lot of kids. Well, they're raising Generation Alpha, so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Everybody's slandering millennials raising iPad kit for raising iPad kids. They're the worst. These days. Bro, anyway, so they said that we make the worst parents. <laughs> but. Hey, who raised us? <laughs> Period. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. No, no generation ever gets it right. That's all I can say. I mean, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Gen- but every I, generation. I got, I got faith in Gen Z. I feel like Gen Z. Gen Z is kind of kind of got some of that like old people, like that old people. Like I don't really care. I'm we gonna do what's best for us. Uh, yeah. And that's dangerous. But I feel like when it comes to kids, it's like, listen, we ain't finna do all that. I don't care what you want to do. <laughs> I saw a guy who was talking about his budget. He was talking about that with his kids. Like, his kid wants to be a figure skater. And they're debating, like, should we, like, basically go into debt for figure skating or, like, tell her, like, this is something we can't do. And, like, he chose, like, to, like, this is something that we can't do because I'm not going to go into debt for this. Mm-hmm. And, like, while it breaks my heart, I also, like, the sentiment he was making is basically, like, I, I would rather her have a parent who was there than, like, me not be there to give you something that you want. Like which one are you gonna? Which one's gonna like benefit you longer in the long run? Yeah. And I think Gen Z kind of has that spirit where they're like, "Listen, I don't care. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> we 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 can go live in the woods for all I care." <laughs> Versus like Gen Millennials still kind of got. We know we grew up on Pin My Ride stuff like that, so we kind of like cribs. We still we still got the lofty dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I want that house with ten rooms. Yeah. I still got that dream low key, but. I realized, like, I don't need it, though. But at the same time, like, if I could afford it, though. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you, you're going to need that 525K if you I don't, but that's what I'm saying. I'm good. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a roommate. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What all would come with having to manage 525K a month? would might be more stressful than what it is to just make the money you're making now and you know accessing the freedom what that country song say money might not buy me happiness but it could buy me a boat in a truck to pull it <laughs> a silver bullet you never heard a song it's no. a country song <laughs> oh. i don't know his name my grandma used to listen all the time it's her favorite song <laughs> but that's that's how it goes uh, money might not buy me happiness, but it could buy me a boat and a truck to pull it. <laughs> and a silver bullet. <laughs> but for, I feel it. Anyways, but I think there was one more topic. I can't remember what it is. What is your special interest or guilty pleasure? Oh, I scared y'all with that the other day. Y'all didn't believe me. <laughs> we believed you. We just hadn't seen it before. Man, that, I was cracking up. He was Wait. holding that the iguana, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> catch and cook. That was fire. So the question was, what is your special interest or guilty pleasure that you consume on social media? Like it might be super random. Mm-hmm. 
side of social media that you know I'm actually marinating on this question now but y'all go ahead. <laughs> 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 what's so funny <laughs> why y'all what's you're like I'll let y'all go first because I got something to say. <laughs> I mean, I just really, I, I really went. I got three YouTube channels, by the way, mm-hmm. and I watch certain stuff on each one. So I was like, man, I gotta do a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you start? No. <laughs> I can start. Okay. I have like five that I want to point out. Nice. <laughs> one is um like baking, like on YouTube Shorts. I watch people like decorate cakes and cookies, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Like they have like the flooding icing techniques and stuff. Mm. Um, I like watching like the miniature, like super tiny food and tiny chef. No, it's 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 small. Like they make food and they have like small house setups. Like this will be an actual tripod with a camera but it's this tiny and it'll be a studio but it's this tiny like super small and I love seeing them like cook and actually bake with that food like people be making pies chicken soup and all the food be like super tiny that could fit it like on my pinky so I think that's really interesting and like talented and then what do they do with the food do they like eat it in one bite or I don't never see them eat it they just cook it yeah. Okay. That's cute. And some of them are some of the stuff is fake, but oh. I watch one that's real food. That's the one I watch on Instagram. And then the one I watch on YouTube is her stuff is all fake. She displays like kind of house with it and stuff. Or it's like she'll have like a can of cranberry sauce and then she go boop and now it's like opened and like the mm-hmm. cranberries on the plate. It's just really have you seen interesting. Tiny Chef? I have one that got picked up by Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Tiny Chef before. It's cute. Is it kind of similar or um yes but it's not as tiny yeah. <laughs> okay so small, we're talking smaller yeah, yeah tiny chef is more like instead of like you know how we'll cut a whole tomato tiny chef will get like a, a like a small piece of tomato and like cut it like a real and like put it on like a little sandwich yeah that's, yeah. What, I was that's what i was thinking of yeah so she's talking about like it's smaller than that like it's yeah it's like like you're using like tweezers to yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i've watched it so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> I feel I've come across those videos, but they're so tedious and they make yeah. you impatient. Oh, they make you just... <laughs> yeah. But what were you saying? What was the next one? Um, The other one is like ASMR, but like the one where they have either the soap cutting. I like those. It's like satisfying. Or the one... I don't even know what kind of material it is, but they like crumble it and it's like all the different colors. This, the, like the sand? Is it sand? It comes... They Sometimes it's like a block... And they just chalk. It's chalk. Okay, the chalk ones. Chalk. Yeah, it's usually chalk. I, I like watching those ones. It's just the sound and like the me imagining what the texture feels like just does something for me. So I like those ones. <laughs> the <Chalk> one. People. <laughs> I feel like ASMR is only a thing because of people who like high people. Oh, that's like where it started. You think? I think Amos, but it does something to people though. I don't know. It could have started off there. I said because I remember being high. That was like the first thing. Like, bro, put it on. We're just sitting there. <laughs> and I feel like those views created more. <laughs> it, it started the algorithm for it. <laughs> That's funny. I can see that. The other, the one that I just got into was the chefs that make their like cooking cinematic. Oh yeah. <sighs> 
I can watch those. I don't like that's like the only food content that I watch that I don't get tempted by. Yeah. I just just be so mesmerized by how beautiful like the shooting and the editing and the perspectives and stuff on but yeah, those are the ones I want to share. That's fire. <laughs> I don't have quite a, as long of a list. But <laughs> most of the things, most of the, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the weird things I like to watch are like ASMR. Also, oh, I was talking to y'all about Wood Soup. Wood Soup is one of my favorite ASMR. Styles. Oh, that's the name of the channel. Yeah, the real wood soup ASMR is what it's called. Oh, wow. Because the there's lots of ASMR artists who like to do wood soup now, but there is a <laughs> original, or I think it's the original wood soup. Uh, but she, anyway, she's because the thing about ASMR is like it is actually a form of art to those who appreciate it. And so, like when you come up with a style to your video, and then other artists start doing the same thing, it just like you know usually it's best to give credit where it where it comes from but anyway i digress um uh, soup is one of my favorites okay and uh personal attention videos like asmr videos are my favorite oh. just like spas or or massages for, um and then i also mm, i really enjoy like <laughs> that was crazy. That what wasn't it? That was somebody screaming like a maniac. Like got me nervous. Look or no, I don't see <laughs> kind of far away. So uh, goats out there though. They mm. be screaming too. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. You were no. saying the ASMR, the personal attention, and then um, yeah, there was another one, but. It had to do with animals. I like animal videos. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, it, that's not weird at all. I just, I actually have a playlist of cute animals, cute animal videos. So anything with animals doing any, baby animals doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So baby animals doing anything, Henry. Yeah. Or animals, <laughs> animals doing anything. Like, for example, um, <laughs> there, well, yeah. There, there's like, there's a cat video of this cat that was just complaining about being outside in the snow. <laughs> so he's just like marching through the snow, just, just like <laughs> angry and meowing. That's so, so sometimes it's like cute. Sometimes they're just being animals, <laughs> so but it's cute just, to us. <laughs> anyway, that's funny, interesting. What about you, Lucy? Man, where do I start? Yeah, no, I actually, you know, it just, it just depends. I've had different seasons. As I was, I was thinking about it. Mm. I just have different seasons of weird videos that I watch. I think everybody, obviously everybody has that, that video that like if, if it's like two o'clock in the morning, like you like wake up and you're just sitting there like, I'm going to put something on. And you're just like, like mesmerized by it. It's been different levels. Like I, I, I told them the video I showed them was that iguana catch and cook. I'm a big catch and cook kind of guy. <laughs> Usually start, it started with fish it started with like people, you know, river, like, you know, fishing out the river. Then they'll go deep sea fishing. And then, you know, obviously, as they had to find more animals and more ways to cook, you know, I, I found the iguana videos, which are pretty cool. And it's not like I look for any specific animal. I just like watching them all. 
seeing them break down the animal and, and you know they used, at first they used to not show that part and now I'm very happy that they they <laughs> balled up and like to show the butchering process because that's the part that I'm more that, I think that's really really started for me too because the butchering process yeah well because like cool. I, so a chef told me you're not a real chef unless you butcher your own animal you're just a cook <laughs> and I was like what you mean by that my boy he was like, yeah, like if you never like, you know, like cook your own chicken, you know, like take the chicken and like and like basically do all what's necessary to like get it to cooking process, then cooking it. Like I wouldn't consider you a chef. Like even when it comes like, you know, like deboning, like, you know, buying a whole chicken and like cutting it up. If you can't do that, you're just a cook. You just take the ingredients and cook it. So I remember I was like, <laughs> so I started Googling it, like how to butcher a chicken. And I watched him break down chicken. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, well, how do you butcher a full chicken? And I watched this video. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was this video. Like, these guys had to, like, go to a farm. They had to chase their own chickens. And they teach them how to properly do it. So they're, like, draining the blood and stuff like that. And they're, I remember I got so hooked on I'm like, dang, that was, like, the most entertaining thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> like, just never realizing, like, all, like, yeah. we see a chicken breast in a pack. We don't realize the process to get that chicken breast in that pack. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, probably in the factory is way different. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> catching cook videos are like probably like my top videos. Some videos I forgot I used to watch a lot because they they always take so long to come out. Is those videos where guys like go into the woods and they'll live they'll like live in the middle of the woods, and like mm-hmm. they usually usually the way they go about survival is like not how I romanticized it, and that's what I loved about it. So like I remember this one guy like went out there. And like cooked on a rock, so he like went out there and all you see is him like just washing a rock in the river and like, yeah, he has like soap because you know, you know you gonna use soap, so he's like washing it whatever, and then he'll set it up, and I'm like, okay, how are he gonna heat this rock up? And he gets he builds it like a fire, finds some sturdy rock, sit it up, sit it on top, throw some oil on it, he like cracks the egg on it, and like it's really working. I'm like, what? So like stuff like that to me like oh man I can watch that all day I can watch it all night all day this is them cooking mm-hmm. cooking in nature like whether that or like they'll get like they'll some guy will stay on the beach and like get the leaves and like put food in the leaves and like throw it in the fire and the leaves are all charred up and he opens it up and the fish is all cooked I'm like what? like stuff like that like to me I'm like man I never thought of it like it, it like opens my brain up to how I'm cooking food because I know like yeah stuff like that I watch stuff like that a lot of cooking videos I watch a lot of cooking videos. Um, dang, it was, there was another one that I, I watched that always had me weak when people find out I watch it. We talked about the the mud, the people who make the pools. Mm-hmm. Darn it. There was one more. Shoot. There was like one that really spoke to my inner, spoke to who I am. <laughs> and I can't remember what it is. Dang. Why are you weak? <laughs> dang. But like, yeah, the, it's the, the catch and cook ones are my favorite. I've, you know, it's funny too. I'm not the biggest fisher. Like, I like fishing, but the moment that I found out you had to take a fish off the hook, it ruined fishing for me. Mm. I remember I caught my first fish. I was like, they're like, take it off the hook. I said, huh? It's like deep in the mouth. They're like, yeah, you just got to rip it. And that's, but like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. It's too much. Mm-mm. Especially when the fish get bigger. That was a small fish. I'm like, they get bigger from this? Absolutely not. In <laughs> one, one of my old apartments, I had a roommate that used to go fishing all the time yeah the two of them or um not a room but a neighbor two of my neighbors they used to go fishing right off 
the American River. And they would come back home and they would butcher the fish right outside. It it was like a courtyard. So everybody could see the butchering process and it always smelled so intense. Gotta let that knife follow the backbone. It's a special type of person that can really appreciate that process, to be honest. I mean, you know, I I feel like I'm more in tune with nature. I watched a I watched a uh, a guy in Africa talk about. Wait, wait. Huh? before you go go there, you can't take a hook out of a fish's mouth, but you can debone an animal, any type of animal. I've never done it, but I've I, I've I've like broken down a chicken, like a full chicken at this point. But I think I. It was. I was young when I did. That. Okay. Okay. I haven't. I haven't done it, but I remember that was a traumatizing part for me because. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking it was gonna be like an easy unhooking method, but it was like stuck in his jaw, and I'm still empathetic to the live mm-hmm. fish. I'm like, well, can we kill the fish? No, we can't kill the fish because it ain't gonna be fresh. You gotta let it. You gotta put it because after you take the hook out, some give y'all some context. I don't know if y'all been fishing. You go fishing. We take the hook out the fish's mouth. You got two options. Throw it in a bucket of water that you have, like a big old tub, or because we're ghetto, you get a you get this like like uh, rope, and it has like this like um, fat flat needle. You gotta stick it through the gills of the fish, and pull it all the way through. And there's like a, there's like a knot at the end, and you leave them in the water until you go. So they're just sitting on the rope in the water mm. until you take them out and go bunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but now if I bunked it and I'm taking the mouth out, cool. Because when you go halibut fishing, depending on the size of the halibut, they actually have to shoot the fish because mm. they could pull it in a boat because it'd be so big, and they had to get this big old hook and they go and pull it over. So that's halibut fishing. And then same thing, kind of like with tuna. I don't know if you got to shoot a tuna because they move a little bit different, but they usually when they catch a tuna on that big hook, they'll get like this, like it's like a big like hand hook and they go. And like two people pull it on the boat, and you know you got a big old tuna in the boat. But anyway, that's no, sorry I'm, I'm getting into weeds. <laughs> <laughs> that's it was the last time trying to take the hook out their mouth while I was alive because you're doing it is like you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like I'm like ah it's moving, it's moving. what the heck I didn't think it was gonna be doing I thought it was gonna be done like the fight was over. No. <laughs> yeah, so just start yeah that in the boat. But that's funny. Yeah, those those are the I don't know. I, I mean, let me ask you guys this question. What what about those things that you guys watch that you got? Like, what, like what about it is what you love? You know, I know you said the tiny food, but like, <laughs> but why the tiny food? I don't know. Am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I mean, I, I hope. It's oddly satisfying. I know, like, I think it's just right? super adorable, like, to see, like, the things we use. Oh my goodness, what if God thinks of us like that? Or just these tiny, <laughs> tiny things, tiny creations. <laughs> kind of like having an app farm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like seeing like real, because some cartoons are like typical, like, I guess, children's toys. I mean, now they have very realistic things, but back in the day, like a milk carton was just like white. It didn't have any detail to it. Or like, you know the little things we used to play with as kids but now like they have store brands and stuff and it looks exactly like the things we're actually using but it's just like super miniature and i I don't know it just i think it's just so cute interesting (laughs) 
<laughs> stressing me out just thinking about it. <laughs> but I'm so glad that works for you, girl, because <laughs> we all have our different, yeah, like oddly satisfying <laughs> things. Because a lot of people will think it's weird that a personal attention video, like a, a faux massage, is like weird. Why don't you just go get a real one? Mm. You know, but I like that there's that videos have the ability to like um like hypnotize me into relaxation sometimes in ways that like I just struggle to do by myself so that's a big part of it for me and then also like helping me with sleep because I can have issues with insomnia so um Mm -hmm. they're purposeful and oddly satisfying at the same time I don't know interesting not not a funny reason but no, it's, it don't gotta be fun. I mean, I didn't think it'd be fun. I just, I just wonder, right? Like, because yeah. I can understand like the adorable aspect, right? Not that I don't have to understand. It's not, I ain't watching. It. But like, you know, like I can like, okay, it's adorable. You know, makes you feel, you know, like, like oh, this is like, Good. like this, I like, you know, it's like kind of like you imagining, like oh, I get to actually see my imagination like pan out, and like for you, I, I, I can understand like the, even though, because like you say, even when you go get a massage, like half of it is like the experience of being in the spa. Like, mm-hmm. So if I can get that experience at home, mm-hmm. you know, I even get getting carried to put my own robe on. And just like, you hear the little noise of the, like I can, you know, even though it's not my thing, I can kind of like get with it. Like, okay, I can see it. You know, I can see like me being in the moment. Like, Ooh, like, you know, <laughs> we've all been kids before role playing. Like, let me hear your heartbeat. You can't hear nothing with the little stethoscope. Like, oh no, oh. you're sick. Like, <laughs> those are cool ASMR personal attention videos too. Oh. They do like eye check videos or like, See? you know, um, sometimes skin check videos or skincare check or like facial videos too. If you want to get like, depending on what it is you're trying you're trying to work on at the yeah. time. See, I, I I can see that. <laughs> Cause like for me, like I don't know, like I for me it's escapism. Yeah, a lot of stuff that I won't like. A lot of stuff I watch is stuff that I probably I want to do, but I can't do. So I want to see what's happening. You know, kind of like when we watch Bear Grylls and stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to the middle of the desert to go find the rattlesnakes, but I want to see what it looks like to go to the desert and find some rattlesnakes. Oh, there he is! I'm like, oh man, oh my god! Like, I don't know. I was like, I just like it's kind of like we you talked about like watching like. It's like why we. It's like I can't judge somebody for watching something like that because like this is the same. It's, that person will judge you and go watch Love Island. You go watching. You're watching somebody else date. <laughs> like for what? Why don't you just go on your own date? But that's not how it works, right? You just like I can't date everybody. Yeah. I want. Well. I want to see people try to find love. <laughs> yeah, and other things. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. Shout out to real world. <laughs> I watch those videos too though when they're like cooking on the beach or in the middle of nowhere because mm. some of them really be like making the food come out like five star restaurant look I'm like this is amazing yeah, like, yeah. you did it with like the, not even the bare minimum like nothing you still made like this five star meal outside of you know what these sh- other chefs charge so much for mm-hmm. yeah that's I remember a good point. I was on there. Okay. Blogging. Oh. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I do like vlogs. I watch vlogs all the time. Only I'm shorts. so excited for Vlogmas. I binge <laughs> vlogs. Really? Yeah. I love, I get deep into vlog, like vlog lore. What kind of vlogs? It's different kinds. I watch, um, the, um, so my favorite right now, the story of Ariza. I don't know if you know of her. I think I've seen that. She's like a little Asian girl in Canada. Mm-hmm. She used to be a figure skater. Now she does cinematic vlogs. Hmm. So that's more. She does more cinematic style vlogs. Um, love it. She has a good misty, misty look to her vlogs and makes normal life look. Like I said, she's all about romanticizing normal life. Mm-hmm. So I love hers. Michelle Choi. She's in New York. She is. Um, hers is like. Hers, hers is all about like what it's like to live by herself. Cause she, she has a boyfriend stuff like that, but she's always lived by herself. So like you watch her like day to day, like living by herself. And at first I'm like, but as I got more and more into it, I'm like, man. And then, as I said, the, the vlog lore is, it gets deep because like you'll watch something and then they'll always reference it in the next one. So it's like, as you watch, like you'll watch the new ones, like I don't know what they're talking about. So like you're finally ran out. So you go back and like, oh, that's what she's talking about. Blurry face guy. Cause the guy's face is so it's like stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like Casey Neistat obviously classic classic Emma Chamberlain classic uh there's a there's a there's an Asian girl in LA I can't remember her name Sophia something and she's really good at making like cinematic vlogs she talks more about her like depression struggles and stuff like that so I think for me it's just like I like I like the skill of turning a mundane day into like an interesting piece, especially the daily vloggers. Like I, I can never daily vlog. Jesus Christ, so much work. Especially because, like, I remember somebody the joke was like, when you look think about when you think about vlogging, you got to think about this. To walk out the door, that means they walked outside, set the camera, closed the door, open the door again, close the door, like like walk down the stairs. And then walk back up the stairs, turn the camera off, walk downstairs, put the camera downstairs, walk back up the stairs, walk down the stairs. Like this, there's a lot to it to make them. And I think that level of commitment to do that and also make it like almost like my mythical, like, wow, they made like going to the mall, like seem so dope. Be like, I go to the mall all the time. <laughs> like, you know, and. I don't know vlog, vlogs, man. Vlogs, man. I can't get enough. Yeah, can't get enough. I'm that's, a little... that's most of my YouTube is vlogs. Oh, uh, uh, Jet Lee, Bentley, and Kai Bentley. Mm. There's some good ones. I gave out some good ones. Go watch. Okay. <laughs> well, I can recommend some too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Which <laughs> Face one? over matter. I love her. Her name's uh. Uh, what is her name? Jalea or something like that. Face over matter. Yeah, her her YouTube handles face over matter. Um, the other one is Trinity J. I love Trinity J. She started doing vlogs again, and not just like food content or like her solid family content. So she's back to vlogging, which I'm excited about. Um, I watch Raven Elise. Her channel has went from like vlogging to her just um capturing like her planning for all her events because people really engage with like her big parties for her birthdays and her kids birthday and her holiday party so right now she just 
and her, her home renovation because she bought a home while she was, a, you know, she got big on YouTube. Nice. So she has a whole series about how she's renovating her home. Um, I watch newer people now. There's this lady. I don't know her name. She's from Africa, but she shows like a day in life in Africa, which is really cool. There's this girl who her vlogs are silent and you just have to read the screen to know it. Oh, those are my. Yeah, there's a girl I follow, and I think she lives in. She's um, I can't remember where she lives. I think she lives in like a, a European country, but she works. Uh, she's her job is to reply to all the DMs of a of like a big social media company. So she's like the person who's in charge of all that. So she has the same thing. She does not talk, and she'll literally talk about her day. Yeah, about like clock like clocking in. I love it. I love just like watching them like walk past the screen to go cook breakfast. And then they talk about, well, this one that I watched, she talks about like how she's feeling that day and like why she chose to make eggs or whatever, or like what her intentions are for the day or like what her to-do list is. So it's like no music. So you hear their footsteps and you hear them like fry the egg. Like it's still ASMR in a, in a sense, but like. Sound design is great. Yeah. So I I can watch vlogs and now since it's been like Vlogtober, Vlog November, whatever Vlogmas, so many more recommendations have been coming to me that I have started binging because I'm like, oh, who's this new girl? Oh, who's this new person? I want to support. Like I think I started watching one. It was called like Introverted Somebody, and it's another one I watch um, similar to like Living Alone. It's like Living Alone Diaries or something. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly what it's called. Michelle Choi Living Alone Diaries. Yeah, so I'm just like. Yeah, like a Sacramento Diaries, but it's too much work. I have a confession. What? I watched all your vlogs. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) When I first met you, you were like, "I have a YouTube channel." I was like, "Oh, let me go check out his YouTube." So for a week straight, I ate breakfast watching your vlogs. I was like, "Oh, he seems like a dope person." It's out there. I supported you. I mean, I didn't ask for YouTube for nothing. It's like the thought. Like, I think that I think the beautiful. This is this is. I'm gonna get back to vlogging, and I'm gonna tell you why I love vlogging. A guy talked about it the other night. I was watching a video where people mess up when it comes to vlogging. Is that they vlog for other people? Hmm. Which some people are really good at doing that. I think Emmer Chamberlain is pretty solid at talking to the camera like it's just you, and you'd be like. But I feel like vlogging for me and the the style that I like doing is like I like to go back and like you know I do a lot of stuff before getting today, but I go sometimes I go back watch my own vlogs. I'm like oh that was it's almost like a memory like you kind of frame the memory and things like that. And I feel like when people vlog in that way, it's like chef's kiss like because it it's like they're letting you in your life, and but at the same time it's like. You can tell it's almost in a self-serving way, which depending on the person could feel like, oh, what the heck? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I love the aspect. There's a, there's a lady I follow, Ali Zaita. She lives in Seattle. And I was watching it for a long time. And then I stopped watching them because they broke my heart. She got married in secrecy. <laughs> They're like, I got to ask the confession. We've been married. We got married in secrecy. We've been married for like two years. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> My life is a lie. <laughs> I was like, this is her boyfriend. Like, cause like, you know, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm guilty of it too. I ain't seen him in a couple of videos. I hope they didn't break up. 
Mm. She ain't said nothing. And then you come back like, oh, thank God. Because I'm not a commenter vlogger. I'm just the type of who watches vlogs. Mm. Some people really be in the comments like, where is he? We haven't seen him. And the next video she'll dress it like, y'all keep saying where he's at. He was on a trip. <laughs> yeah. The only time I comment is if like they ask for like product recommendations or like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is good for this. Or like if they ask, if they ask for feedback, I usually comment if it's something I'm interested in providing. But I'm not just on just comment just to be commenting. Like. <laughs> you, I know you used to vlog. How do you feel about the vlog life? Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched one of your videos too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like um, I really like this one vlogger. I think her name's Abby Finley. She's uh, primarily vlogs about being a single sober mom, and just like what life has been like since um, you know, choosing sobriety and herself and her kid, and just like watching that growth process has been really beautiful. So. I can really appreciate vlogs too. And I wish I could, it's not even, I wish I could, but I know Ariel and I were talking earlier about having a, a bunch of videos and things like that to produce great content with. And, um, I relate, I have so much I want to vlog about with teaching and everything like that. But to your point, Woozy, it is a lot of work, a lot of skill. When I get to the point where I quit my job, if y'all need a camera, man, let me know. Perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to lean into the camera. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a great one. That was a good one. The vlog. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I feel like everybody can like even though people are like, oh, the vlogging market's saturated, nobody watching vlogs anymore. You're lying. Yeah. yeah. And so many new like I said, so many new channels are popping up for recommendations. I'm like I don't know, especially on YouTube, it's like endless. I I will say this, and something for for every person. Yeah, and I I will say this about like people who, like because they're you know this is this is something I truly believe about saturation. I'll leave it on this because I know we got time. It's two o'clock. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I will say this about like vlogs, like even like the, about the concept of oversaturation. Kind of like what Ariel was saying is one is some it's like a vlog for everybody, but I also feel like there's a lot of people who are vlogging. Who are garbage. Mm. Like straight doo-doo. Like don't talk to the camera well. Like I'm checking out. If I'm watching a vlog and I'm checking out. Next. <laughs> I'm not finna watch it. Yeah. There's, there's definitely still an art to Dude. vlogging. Mm-hmm. Like Casey Neistat is probably like the prime example of like talking to you and then take you to the next place. You're like, like where is he skateboarding to? And then finishing the conversation you're like. Phew. <laughs> like you know snatch you back into it but some people I've watched some vlogs where like and granted depending on the person who it is they'll be talking to the camera for like almost five minutes straight like bruh <laughs> what is this like you could you know you could have cut that in post right <laughs> you didn't have to put the whole five minutes in there but I mean granted some people have the voice and the way that they talk that they can do that mm-hmm. so you gotta just play to your strings but yeah, I will say that the People who are scared to vlog because oh, there's so much vlogging out there. I would still recommend you to do it anyway because, like like Ariel says, because somebody like one style of vlogging. The girl, uh, the Riza girl that I'm talking about. If y'all go watch her, when you watch her videos, like, I tell you something crazy. She was vlogging for X amount of months and only got like a thousand a thousand views a video. And when you see her kind of videos that she shoots, to think that she was only getting a thousand views a video was crazy. And then out of nowhere, she just. Pfft, 
now they're like videos are like two hundred seventy thousand of a video. So it's like at the same time, like you kind of, which is why I brought up earlier about like kind of being self serving with it. You really have to do it because you love to do it. Mm-hmm. It helps though if people like responding and stuff like that. But like Ariel said, like I'm not gonna respond. <laughs> I'm not gonna just randomly comment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll like a video. Oh, I definitely. Like oh, it. yeah, I like and comment. I do both. Yeah, I really I only come if I absolutely have something to say, or if they mm-hmm. they're they're sending out a call of response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I've, I've I've gotten into liking videos. I used to never like videos for the longest. Well, it's, well for me, it's just like I watch most of my YouTube on my TV, mm-hmm. and so having to like use my remote and go up and then go over to the side and then like, <laughs> but I can just pull up on my phone and like go and in, uh, into the video and like it off my history like for me too like i used to watch youtube in the background so i'll be doing something else so for me to like it i have to stop what i was doing go back and then i have my youtube on the thing where it keeps on playing so now if i waited too long and it was the next video it's like i gotta go back to the old video and like it like yeah i ha- i turned off that setting really yeah Never said in the world i'm like no <laughs> i don't want you to play this podcast so i'm ready to listen to this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right I had this on my save to watch later for a reason. <laughs> that, that's what I don't like about watching my watch later is that I forget that it's a playlist. So you'll watch it and it'll keep going. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was only 20 minutes into that. I was not, this is not the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, guys, appreciate y'all as always. Appreciate you. Hope you guys had a good time. Oh. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Do me a favor. If you got this far, first of all, you're a champion. Big shout out to you for getting this far. Secondly, do me a favor. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us on all socials. Rate the podcast five stars <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. If you can, I appreciate it. Um, anything anything I got to say before we get out of here? Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for supporting. Thanks. Make sure you comment what you liked about the video. Do you relate to any of the topics we discussed? What is your special interest? Short short or long form content that you watch? Definitely share what is your guilty pleasure. Yeah. I do. It's kind of like when you go on someone's phone and they got TikTok. You go through a TikTok. I like, like, that's like a thing for me. I like to see what everybody else is like (laughs) watching. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. But thank you guys. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.